0: Hi there, I'm Sue Alves from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 137. And today I want to return to the topic of radical unschooling. In particular, I want to talk about junk food and poor hygiene. Is it okay if our kids choose to eat only junk food and if they refuse to wash and clean their teeth? Is that what radical unschooling is all about? Or at least, is that what we risk when we decide that we're going to be radical unschoolers? Now, I've been sharing a few of my blog stories with you in the last few episodes, and I have another one for you today. It's a fairly recent one. Actually, it's one that's quite popular. So I hope that you haven't heard it already. But if you have, I hope that you will stick around because after I have shared the story, I'm going to discuss it. Yes, I've got a few things to add. And then after I've done that, I do have a few other things that I would like to share with you. Just a little bit of news on what's been going on in the last week. So perhaps I'll start with the story. It's called Junk Food and Poor Hygiene. Is Radical Unschooling Wrong? Have you heard the stories, the ones about the radically unschooled kids who refuse to eat healthy food and never brush their teeth? Perhaps these stories make you wonder if there's actually something wrong with radical unschooling How can parents stand by and watch their child fill up on junk food and let her teeth decay? Surely influencing a child to do certain things is the right thing to do. Not so long ago, I read a story about a family of children who not only fill up on junk food and don't look after their teeth, but also they don't wash. Unless they want to, of course though I don't think they do, because their hair has turned into dirty, matted dreadlocks. Our kids make their own choices, said the parents, who are proudly living an alternate lifestyle. They're not imposing their beliefs or values on their kids, but allowing them to be free. Their children can decide for themselves what is important. They are free to ignore the basics of hygiene. They are free to eat junk food. They are free to do whatever they want. Stories like this one horrify some potential unschoolers. Sometimes these parents decide not to become unschoolers after all. And this is very sad because I don't think these stories are about unschooling children at all. To me, they sound more like unparenting ones. So what's the difference between unparenting and unschooling? Perhaps some parenting parents step back and let their kids do whatever they like, regardless of whether it's good for them or not. Unschooling parents know that kids have to be free to make their own choices, but that's not enough. They want their kids to use their freedom to make the right choices. Choices that work to the benefit of their children. Good nutrition and hygiene are essential for the good health of our children. Good hygiene is also necessary if we want our kids to fit into the world so that they can live and work with others. Unschoolers are different. Maybe they stick out. But we're not doing our kids any favours if we encourage them to stick out in a very negative way. And then there's the matter of being considerate. Surely we shouldn't impose our poor hygiene on anyone else. So do we insist our kids wash their hair and brush their teeth? Do we force them to eat healthy food? No, we can't do that. But we can become so connected to our kids that they will trust us and value our opinions and want to follow our example. But isn't working on our connections so that we get the desired outcome wrong. Is it really okay to influence our children's choices by guiding them along the pathway we value? Perhaps it's better to step back and not force our opinions on them. Let children make up their own minds without any influence from us about how they use their bodies and what they put into them, just like the family in the story all this sounds okay, until we realize that those parents are influencing their kids. They are passing on their values. The message they're giving them is that good hygiene doesn't matter. Other people don't matter. We don't need to be considerate. Other people can adapt themselves to us, but we don't have to adjust our behavior to get along with them. All that matters is us. We can do whatever we like, whether it is good for us or not. And that's not the way to live. It's not what unschooling is all about. If you've heard some frightening stories, don't be put off because you can't accept that it's wrong to influence a child. Every parent influences her child in some way. It really is impossible not to. What's important is how we do it and why we want to. So forget those stories about bad teeth and dirty hair. Guide your child with unconditional love, respect and trust along the pathway that's right for her. In other words, radically unschool. You might have heard me refer to that story before, because in episode 109 of this podcast, Why You Should Consider Radical Unschooling, I told you about that family. I'd been browsing the internet and stumbled across a newspaper article about them. As I said in that episode, the parents seemed very proud of the way they were bringing up their kids. They were proud of their alternate lifestyle, and they didn't really care what other people thought about them. Also, the reporter, the wording of the article, he or she, I can't remember who wrote the article, they sounded quite horrified. Could anybody really live this way? And why would anybody want to? I've thought a lot about that story since I made episode 109, and this story, the blog post story that I shared with you today, that was the result of some of my thinking. Yes, our children should be free to make their own choices, but when they're making choices that aren't beneficial for them, are we really doing them any favours? We can't step back and not guide our kids. Yes, that would be unparenting. My children are different. There's no doubt about that. When you look at my children, you might think that they are very conventional. There's nothing really that sticks out about them. They don't have dirty, matted dreadlocks, for example. They look just like everybody else. If our family was walking down the street, nobody would take a second glance at us. Unless, of course, they noticed that we're all rather happy. And there's quite a few of us. We like being together. But generally, we don't make waves. Everybody thinks that we're normal. That is until they start talking to us. Of course, we don't open up to everybody. But if people give us time and the opportunity to talk about things that are important to us, if we feel comfortable enough to share what we're really like and what we really think... It doesn't take people very long to realize that, yes, we are different. We all find it very difficult to find kindred spirit type friends. Yes, we have friends, but there are certain things that we can't talk about with those friends. If we did, they'd probably think that we were accusing them of not having the same values as us, not bringing their kids up the same way as us. Maybe they would get defensive It would be obvious that we wouldn't fit in. So I tend not to say too much. We know the people that we can be really honest with. We know how to get on with other people. But if my kids didn't wash, if they had dirty hair, if they never brushed their teeth, if they were always eating junk food whenever we got together with other families, then people would notice us. And then people would start talking about us for the wrong reasons. We could say, we don't care what people say about us. Well, I think people already talk about us and we have to put up with a certain amount of that. But we don't want to give everybody one more reason not to like unschoolers. Are we compromising our beliefs by trying to fit in? I don't think we are. I think we're just being considerate of those around us. We're being considerate of everybody in the family as well. We are passing on to our kids that... There are certain standards that we must live by if we are going to live with other people in the world. We can't be separate. We've got to go out there and get jobs. If we kept to ourselves, how are we ever going to share our talents and fulfill our missions in life? We can't do that from behind closed doors. No, we're part of the world. And our kids have to know how to get on with other people. And good hygiene is a good starting point. I could talk a lot about this topic because also we could talk about good communication skills. And I think unschoolers are good at talking. They're good at relating to people. We get lots of practice. Coming up against people who criticize us, we learn how to deal with things, how to talk to people without getting them offside, how to maybe present them with new ideas without them getting too defensive. As I said earlier, I don't always open up and tell people my true feelings, my true beliefs. I think sometimes we have to pick and choose what we share and also the people that we're sharing with. Sometimes it's just a waste of time. But anyway, back to my blog post story and junk food and dirty hair. Is it okay to try and influence our kids? Well, it depends on what we mean by that. We might want to influence our children to do certain things because those things are convenient for us. Or we could want to influence them not to do certain things. We might feel scared by some of the choices that our children make, but maybe those choices are okay. Maybe those choices are perfect for our children, but still, we might want to influence our children away from those choices. On a sideline, I think we can do this very subtly, just by the tone of our voice or what we don't say about certain things that our children want to do. Yes, our children get the message, we're not in favor of whatever they have decided to do. While on the surface of it, we could protest and say, well, I didn't say no or yes, I left it up to the child. But yes, that's subtle pressure. Yes, I have discovered as a mother of many children, and after many, many years of parenting those children, that sometimes our children do make choices that we're not sure about for our own sakes, whether we're afraid for our child, whether we're afraid for ourselves, or whether we have some other reason. But yes, we don't want to trust. Trusting is very difficult sometimes. So yes, children have to be free to make the right choices. The right choices for them, not for us. But are such things as junk food food and poor hygiene, good choices for our children. I don't believe they are. So I don't feel bad about trying to influence my children to adopt healthy eating habits and good hygiene. It's all for their benefit. These are things like exercise and experiencing the beautiful outdoors that work to give our kids good health and happiness, good physical health, good mental health, and skills they will help them get on with other people when they go out there into the world. But as I said in the story, we can't just say, you can't eat that, it's bad for you. Or you must brush your teeth, go and brush your teeth right away, let me see you do it. That's going to result in a lot of battle. It's also intruding upon our children. So what's the answer? The answer is to become so connected with our kids that they value our opinions, that they want to follow our example. I've talked a lot about connection recently. It seems to be at the heart of unschooling. I always return to the point that unconditional love is at the heart of everything. So unconditional love must be tied up with connection, when we accept our kids, when we love them for the people they are and would like to help them become the people they are meant to be. Yes, we have to love our kids for who they are, unconditionally accept them, appreciate who they are right now, recognizing that they still have a long way to go, and so do we, and help and guide our children as they become those people, the people they are meant to be. At the same time, we are trying to become those people as well. So back to the family in the story. They said they don't want to impose their beliefs and values on their children. Their children are free to make up their own minds about everything. This reminds me of parents who say they won't talk to their children about such things as religion. Let them find it all out for themselves. But while we're doing that, while we're letting our kids find out things for themselves, we are giving them a strong message. The family in the story is saying that good hygiene doesn't matter, that other people don't matter. We don't need to fit in. We don't need to change our behavior so that we get along with other people. Too bad about other people. It doesn't matter what other people think of us. Maybe they enjoy making waves. But I wonder, further down the track, how those kids are going to get on. They won't be living at home forever. So I think it is our job, a parent's job, to guide our children. Guide your child with unconditional love, respect and trust along the pathway that's right for her her not us in other words radically unschool in a previous podcast it was probably the same one episode 109 why you should consider radical unschooling i spoke about how i think radical unschooling is for everyone it's not just a choice for a few of us it's something that everybody should be doing Shouldn't we all love our children unconditionally? Shouldn't we respect children? Shouldn't we be interested in building up connections with them, strong bonds? Shouldn't we guide them, but guide them in the right way? I've had quite a few discussions with people who were considering unschooling, considering radical unschooling in particular. I swapped a lot of comments with one woman in particular. She traveled all over the internet gathering information about radical unschooling. She went to Facebook groups. She visited lots of blogs. And then she would come and discuss what she'd found with me. And she was horrified by all the stories of parents letting their children not wash, not brush their teeth, live on a diet of Coke and donuts, that type of thing. And I tried to persuade her that that wasn't radical unschooling. That was unparenting. I guess that I had a hard job persuading her because the families that she was talking about did refer to themselves as radical unschoolers. But I said it didn't have to be that way. I showed her the example of my own family. I said, we're radical unschoolers and my kids brush their teeth. Not because I tell them to, but because they want to. My kids eat a healthy diet. Yes, they have the odd treat now and then, but they certainly don't exist on a diet of junk food. But she wouldn't listen. I don't know whether she thought that we weren't real radical unschoolers. That title went to all the other families that she didn't approve of. Or maybe she did think we were radical unschoolers. And she didn't think much of our family after all. She certainly didn't want to follow our example. In the end, our conversation died away and she went on to other things. And that's quite all right. She can make her own choices. But I just think it's sad when people get the wrong ideas and they could go along a pathway that's good for them, but they're scared. What happens if their family life falls apart and their children refuse to do things that are good for them or do things that are bad for them. Maybe they feel there's a big risk in becoming radical unschoolers. So I guess that's why I'm sitting here chatting to you about this today. I want to tell you about radical unschooling. Radical unschooling is a wonderful way to live. It equips our kids with the skills to live a happy and healthy life. Not by forcing them to do certain things, but by giving them our example. And because we're connected, we trust that they're going to make the right decisions. One other tiny point, dreadlocks. I don't think that hairstyles are important. The dirt is, but hairstyles in general aren't. Kids might have different ideas to us, and that's quite okay. Even if we don't like our kids' hairstyles, hair grows quickly. I think back to when I was younger. I tried every hairstyle under the sun, and when I tell my kids this, they smile. I don't think they can quite believe some of the things that I did with my hair. When I look back at the photos, I think, oh, wow. That didn't suit me and how could I have ever have had that hairstyle I once had my hair cut very short the hairdresser didn't actually cut it like I wanted it cut but I didn't think it looked that bad and I went to the shops and I met up with a friend very soon after my hair was cut and her eyes opened wide and the first thing she said to me was you are very brave And I thought, very brave. She didn't say, you look nice or I like your haircut. It was obvious she didn't like it at all. Yes, I've been there, done that. Maybe many of us have. Maybe our kids should be allowed to experiment as well. I've had the same haircut now for years. I think I got all that out of my system when I was younger. I discovered what suits me best for my type of hair. And now I'm sticking to it. Back to the topic. I think that that's all I want to say about junk food and poor hygiene today. If you would like to read that story for yourself, you will find it on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, onto to some other news. I told you last week that I'd returned to Instagram. I'd got tired of being a lonely blogger. Yes, blogging without getting a lot of feedback. Not feedback about how good my blog posts are, but the opportunities to chat with people. I was writing and publishing posts, and occasionally a kind friend or two would stop by and comment on those posts. I have been really appreciative of those comments. But in general, nobody has been interested in chatting about unschooling in the blogging community. Even though lots of people are reading my blog posts, not many people want to stop by and discuss them. And as I said, this can be lonely. Also, it's discouraging, I think. I've got to the point a few times where I have thought it's time to move on from unschooling. I have realized that if I want to keep the desire to write about unschooling, to talk about it, then I've got to chat about it with people. I've got to hear other people's opinions, swap comments between people, extend our thinking, listen to others and Other people maybe will listen to me, but have proper conversations about unschooling. I can't just keep on writing and come from just my point of view. I want to hear what other people are thinking because that's exciting. It sparks off new ideas. It makes me feel more excited about what I'm doing. So as I told you last week, I've gone back to Instagram because Instagram has a big unschooling community. I left Instagram a few months ago because that community got a bit overwhelming. Too many posts coming at me. Too much to keep up with. And I retreated back to my blog and back to writing my unschooling book. I also thought that I would be doing better work if I concentrated on my blog posts and my book rather than write short captions. But I've given in. A short caption will get a conversation going. A blog post won't. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop writing blog posts because I'm not. I want to continue adding to my blog for anybody that wants to come along and read. It's a good place to accumulate everything that I'm doing. All my videos, my podcasts, my writing. I think we all have to have some platform of our own where we gather our work. But at the same time, I want to be part of a community that's vibrant, lively, and friendly. And I found that on Instagram. So I've been back a couple of weeks and so far things are going okay. Yes, I admit yesterday I had a sleepless night the night before last and yesterday was a tired day and I didn't feel like chatting with anybody, which was okay because I just closed my computer and I went off and did nothing at all. But then when I came back this morning. There were quite a few messages for me and comments to reply to, and I panicked. I thought, oh no, how am I ever going to catch up? Perhaps it will be easier just to run away. Well, I didn't do that. I just wrote a post about how sometimes we do need slow days. That's all right as far as unschooling and family life go. We just go with the flow. That's life. But, Instagram, I just said I'd catch up in time and nobody seems to mind so I've still got messages to answer comments to reply to you and yes I'll get around to that I just won't panic about it so what have we been discussing on Instagram well we had quite a good discussion about last week's podcast the complicated issue of unlimited screen time Also, there was a fun post about dogs and rules. Surely dogs belong in beds. And then there's books. How do we guide teenagers to make appropriate choices when they're choosing books or watching movies or doing anything like that? I was thinking about that because I came to that topic when I was working on my unschooling book. So I shared a photo and a few thoughts. I also posted about parents and friends. Can we be both a parent and a friend to our children? A lot of people had a lot of thoughts about that one. I've posted about other things as well, but I'm not going to tell you everything. Hopefully you will want to join me on Instagram. I get a little bit hesitant about following people back, especially when their accounts are private. I sometimes wonder if people really want me to look at their photos. Do they really want to share their life with me? But I would like to connect. So yes, if you invite me to follow your account, I would love that. And if I haven't followed your account, maybe I'm just a little bit hesitant about pressing that follow button. Now, I have mentioned my unschooling book a few times during this podcast. Maybe I should have steered clear of that topic. Yes, maybe I have mentioned it too much Mentioned it too many times without actually telling you that it's finished. Well, I'll give you a progress report. I haven't finished it, but I could publish it as it is. I've got enough together to make a book. I do want to add a little bit more, though. I've been working through my podcasts and my videos looking for additional stories. I have been reading a book called Finish by John A. Cuff. I think I talked about this, oh, many months ago. Yes, the book is called Finish. How to finish our projects. I bought it for my daughter Imogen at Christmas. It was a Christmas present that she had asked for. And she read it really quickly in a matter of days. And then she finished her project with no problems at all. She published her first novel, The Crystal Tree. And then Imogen handed the book to me. I thought that if I read the book, Finish, I might finish my unschooling book. But I haven't even been able to finish the finished book. It has been sitting next to my bed and every day I look at it. I guess I've had this idea that if I finish the finished book, I have no more excuses. I've got to finish my unschooling book. Well, I have about maybe five or six pages left of the finished book to go and then I do have no more excuses but what I've picked up from the book is that my book doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to include every single unschooling idea that I have ever had it doesn't have to include every single story that I could tell because if I keep working towards that goal the book is never going to be finished there is an infinite amount of things that I could say But if I call a stop and say, this book is good enough, it will be good enough. It will be worth sharing, I'm sure. And I think I will feel satisfied. And who's to know? I could write a second one if I feel that I still have more to share. This book doesn't have to be the one and only unschooling book that I ever write. So I'm aiming to write a good book, but not a perfect book because perfect things never get finished. So I think that's all I want to say today. I've shared a blog post story. I've talked about it. I have told you about my unfinished unschooling book, which will soon be finished. All I've got left to do, I think, is to invite you to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. Also to go over to Instagram, Stories of an unschooling family. There's a couple of lower dashes in there somewhere. I will put a link in the show notes. I would like to thank everybody who stopped by with encouraging comments after last week's episode. Yes, when I said that I felt like a lonely blogger. I have had some messages and comments. I can't remember if I already mentioned that at the beginning of this episode. I fear I'm getting very forgetful. But I guess it doesn't hurt to thank people twice. So one more thank you. I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. Maybe we'll discuss it on Instagram. What do you think? Perhaps I'll post something. Will you stop by and join in the conversation? So until next week, don't forget to trust, respect, and love unconditionally.